0: Marketing and Sales Secrets from Industry Experts with Guy Tsakalakis, Jan Roos, Mark Homer, and Andrew Stickle. Episode 54. Are you ready to make your law firm a profit generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful, while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe amsel Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Profit With Law. Uh, I am your host, Moshe Amsal, and today I am going to uh, deviate from my usual order of business. Uh, I typically would be doing a solo episode here. What I'm going to do is I'm actually going to bring on a few samples, uh, four to be precise, four samples of some of the sessions that we have uh, coming up in the Law Firm Growth Summit. Just a couple of weeks out from that, December 16th to December 20th are the dates, lawfirmgrowthsummit.com. It's absolutely free to attend, so there's no reason not to uh, just put that into your browser, put in your name and email address, and the rest will just happen for you. Uh, We'll send you emails with uh, daily emails during the summit, letting you know what the sessions are and how to access them. So if you enjoy any part of this podcast episode, you're most likely going to want to listen to the rest of the session of that speaker. So wanted to bring you some of the amazing talent that we have, some of the lineup uh, here in this episode. So without further ado, let me uh, uh, introduce you here to the first one. Geet Sakalakis is the founder and owner of AttorneySync. AttorneySync is a marketing uh, company for law firms and Ge is one of the session speakers for our event. He's also uh Attorney Sync is also one of the sponsors of the event and I'm going to play for you a few minutes of his session in the event which is uh what we're going to what you're going to hear is us having a conversation about taking a bigger birds-eye view of your marketing to take a step back and really identify before you start investing in marketing, uh, really identify who it is that you are trying to target. So uh, without further ado, here's my uh, conversation with Guy. Uh, This is just a piece of uh, the wonderful and valuable information that he provides in his session of the Law Firm Growth Summit. If somebody is really new at this or they've been going about it wrong and they want to now uh Do it the right way and 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 find these people and and market to them in a way that's going to be effective. How do you go about identifying who that target market is and and really honing in on on the specifics of that market?
1: Yeah, I think it starts with kind of old fashioned brainstorming uh, thinking about uh, the types of clients that you want you know uh, people use the phrase uh, your ideal average client so you know, don't only uh, limit your audience to your home run clients and don't try to be everything to everybody. But uh, as we, and we talk about this when we talk about positioning, but uh, you know, going through the exercise of who, who you help, how you help them, what are the demographic, uh, you know, characteristics of your target audience? What are the psychographic uh, characteristics? And you know, I just used a couple of buzz, marketing buzzwords there. So, uh, you know, are there patterns from a, you know, whether it's an age or if it's a location uh, that your client, that your target clients share, Uh, psychographics, we're really talking about what are the things that motivate them, what are they afraid of, um, what are their questions, what keeps them up at night. Brainstorming those uh, aspects of your target audience is really, really important and we don't spend enough time on that. We spend a lot of time on, you know, optimizing ads and spending money on ads and, and broadcasting message, but... All of our marketing needs to be designed to uh, appeal to the target audience. And so I I think spending a lot more time on just researching that, and you you can look this up online, you know, you can look up uh, forming client personas or building buyer personas. Those are kind of some of the buzzwords out there, but it's really about thinking about those ideal clients, those ideal average clients uh, that you're looking for, where are they? and how do you help them? And what are the problems and questions that they have? And writing all that kind of stuff down and mind mapping it, uh, but really understanding them to start because you can't create anything uh, that's going to resonate with them unless you really know who those people are.
0: Yeah. And and talking about um, who your ideal client is, uh, there's a book called The Pumpkin Plan by Mike McCallowitz, And in that book, he goes through a process of essentially cutting the clients that are uh, sucking the lifeblood out of you, and keeping the clients that are a pleasure to have. And if you think think of it that way, like. Which clients have I had an, ex- an experience with that I am so happy with that experience that I wish all my clients were like that? Um, and usually those are the ones that give you the information that you need in a timely fashion. They pay their bills on time. They don't question every penny that you're, uh, that you're charging them. They, uh, they they understand and value the work that you're doing, um, and they give you the, the breathing room that you need to be able to get your job done. Um, so when you start to think about the clients that are really making your job easy and making it a pleasure to do what you're trying to do in, in your law practice, now... Now you start to look at those people in that in this way um, and to really hone in on what it is that, um, you know, that motivates them. What are they doing? And um, some tricks that, that I've learned is to um, look on. Uh, for example, on Amazon and books that that particular market might be reading, um, and looking at book reviews to see what people are saying, to kind of pick up on the things that, uh, you know, that are their pain points that they're struggling with and, uh, to understand what, you know, what you might be able to help solve for them. Uh, Guy, do you have any other, uh, quick tricks for, for that kind of research, um, on what they might want to do to try to to better understand their client.
1: Well, one of the biggest things is is that if you ha- if you're fortunate enough to have clients or have former clients, ask them right, interview them. Uh, I think so often, uh, again, we put our, we have these lawyer brains and we use our lawyer language. Uh, interview those former clients and ask them, uh, you know, questions about how you helped them and what was keeping them up in line and why they chose you. Uh, those are the types of things that, uh, you know, that's on the ground market research uh, from real people that have really been your clients. And, and like you had mentioned, the, you can be selective and interview the clients that uh, represent that target audience. And you'll start to see patterns. You'll start to, you know, as you mentioned, you'll start to see uh, flags. And I think another big thing that uh, people, this is a hard one and I struggle with it too. Is that once you've identified that someone's not really in your target audience, to be able to say no, or to be able to make a referral, or to explain why you're not the right fit for them, um, I know it's easier said than done, but uh, you know you see it so often where uh, once you've identified your target audience or and your uh, the clients that you want and you're unable to say you know hey I I'm really not the right fit for you you're going you know that you're going to face those challenges you're creating those challenges right from the outset so. Um, being able to say no once you've actually uh, said, hey, you're not the right fit for what, we're, what do we do. Um, being able to say no is a really important part of
0: that. If you want to catch more of Gee's session, uh, all you need to do is register for the Law Firm Growth Summit. Registration is absolutely free. Head over to lawfirmgrowthsummit.com and you can register there. Uh, our n- next clip that I'm going to play for you is Jan Roos. Uh, Jan is the podcast host of the Law Firm Growth Podcast, also the author of a book called Case Fuel, uh, and he's been doing law firm marketing for uh, quite a while. He's working on increasing the close rate of uh, of leads, and that's what our conversation is about. We talk about some of the discoveries that he found when working with clients accidentally, and he starts to talk about his solution. So here is that clip. Okay, so when you say intake is the biggest lever we found to, to increase ROI, um, tell us more about that. What, what do you mean by, by intake and, and how, how does that work? How does that change the R- ROI versus what is being traditionally done today?
2: Okay, gotcha. So yeah, I feel like most people take this kind of engine approach to things. Um, I would classify intake as the prop. So I, you know, I really categorize this and this is you know, it, speaking in, in most broad injury, uh, sorry, broader industries. You've got marketing is what creates a lead and uh, sales is what they refer to in most other industries is what takes the lead to an actual closed business. But, in you know, the legal profession, we call it intake. So that would include what's actually happening after a lead comes in, who's calling that person, uh, the process in, in most firms of getting an appointment booked, following up to make sure that appointment holds, um, the actual process of what happens at appointment, and actually anything that happens to get a case file signed. So that's how I would define intake. And, you know, the, the differences that you can make there, and, and I'll speak candidly as somebody who does this for a living, a great marketer versus a terrible marketer might get you a, you know, 25% better cost per lead. But there's literally, you know, multiples, uh, two, three times more business can be closed by fixing these intake processes, which is where I think the opportunity is.
0: So talk to us about your experiences with your own clients and what led you to, to realize this and, and, to, and to go down this road. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, everyone kind of talks about the bona fides, you know, we've generated all this money and blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, the reality is uh, this presentation is about what I would have done to get the people who didn't make it. So, you know, we do have people who've made millions of dollars with our, with our programs. Um, but the thing that's unfortunate is like larger firms. And then you're like, what the heck happened to these guys who might've tried marketing out for a couple of months uh, end up having a bail at the end of it. Um, and then what really went wrong? What can, you know, what can we do to help those people? Cause a lot of times they help more than the bigger guys. So, you know, basically we always do these things. So, you know, we record every single lead that comes into the firm. Um, And we have the ability to say, because these calls are recorded, you know, what happened? You know, we look into it. So, you know, when we're asking feedback, you know, why you guys not want to continue, people would say, hey, you know, like the leads are bad. So we ended up starting to check the recordings. So for the most part, when we ended up checking the recordings, uh, whenever people picked up the phone, things went well. So, you know, you can look at a, a list of 50 or 100 leads you generated for a client or your firm. Uh, and you know, if you see things that are 12 minutes, 15 minutes, 25 minutes, yeah, that's probably a real call that somebody picked up, talked about a legal issue, and then you know, that's that's something that actually happened. But for the most part, when we looked into people, um, we'd see things that are a lot shorter. So it'd be 40 seconds, a minute, 30 seconds. So for the most part, it was either short calls or no answer. Um, and the thing is that we didn't really have the ability to track outbound at the time, so we didn't really know what would happen on these. You know, essentially, uh, 30, 40 second calls usually hitting a voicemail and either leaving a voicemail or just hanging up and calling the next person on the list. So we didn't really know what was happening after that point. And it was the same thing for anything that came in through email or chat or whatever. Right. Um, but the interesting thing is that the people that ended up staying on and making money never complained about bad leads. And in some instances, this were where people were getting far worse cost per lead numbers than people who were, you know, complaining more about it. So, um, and we'll kind of get back to that in like a little minute, but um, you know, so basically we have this paradox where it's it's like, you know, there's people who are talking about bad leads, and there's people who are not talking about bad leads they are getting the same leads. So, like, what's, what's really happening here? So, uh, this next kind of, uh, you know, this isn't happening about a year ago. So, we ended up having a client of ours that brought in an intake consultant. And this is a guy named Jason. Uh, he was running marketing for a nationwide bankruptcy practice, and, uh, you know, he had a lot of experience with this stuff. He'd done tens of thousands of intakes. So basically, we ended up getting a bankruptcy campaign live, uh, one that candidly had failed in pretty short order last time we'd done it a few years back. Um, and the person ended up signing client on the second day, and he ended up closing a couple of Chapter 7 retainers that week. And funny enough, it was like, these, these are actually like slightly worse numbers than the person that had flamed out before. Um, so all of a sudden, this guy's closing cases like gangbusters, and we're like, okay, well, what the heck is happening here? And, you know, when we really dug into it, uh, this was somebody who had the processes the scripts, all the tools that were being used at a nationwide firm, because that's what the consultant provided. Um, so it was basically just add water at that point. Um, so basically had the scripts, when people would call, he'd pick up the phone, he'd prioritize it. Um, and then those clients are getting called. But if he didn't pick up the phone, because no one can be perfect, or somebody came in with an email, um, another tool that these guys provided was a follow-up sequence. So immediately when this was happening, they were getting, you know, 15 calls, voicemails, SMS, you know, for, for a couple of days afterwards. So basically plan A, uh, you pick up the phone, you got your script, you close them, plan B, you don't pick up the phone, uh, you know, email comes in, whatever. And then, you know, you end up getting the phone to be ringing again because you have this follow up sequence. So basically um, you know, fast forward a little bit, we ended up getting, starting to get referrals from this intake process. And then basically anyone that we had that we referred to with the process in place, was making money and doubling their budget every couple months. So I'm starting to think at this point, it's not really the, it's not really the lead gen that changed that much. It was really the follow-up. And then that was really, and, and, and noticing that a lot of these firms that, that were, were working with these services didn't really, they were, some of these guys are solos. Um, so it's not the size of the firm, it's the process that they're using.
0: So that's just a taste of the session that Jan has uh, provided for us on the Law Firm Growth Summit. If you want to catch that session, you're going to want to register for free at lawfirmgrowthsummit.com. The next one that I'm going to play for you is Mark Homer. Mark Homer is the CEO of GNGF, another marketing agency for law firms, uh, also a sponsor of the Law Firm Growth Summit. And Mark, Uh, Takes an interesting uh, start in his session, his presentation, talking about is SEO dead? And I'm just going to play a a snippet of that for you. And I'm going to leave you with a bit of a cliffhanger at the end uh, because I would like you, if you're interested in this topic, to sign up for the Law Firm Growth Summit at lawfirmgrowthsummit.com and uh, make sure to attend Mark Homer's session. So here is that clip for you.
3: So a few years ago, uh, you can see, um, and SparkToro put this graph together, so uh, you, can, but you can see that we've got um, like almost, what, 41% of people uh, were clicking on organic search in 2016. And we've got by June of 2019, only 26% of people are clicking on organic link. So again, what this data is doing is saying, when somebody does a search in Google, so they type, you know, divorce lawyer near me, right? What are they likely to do next? Are they clicking on an ad or are they clicking on a Google organic listing? And then the other line there is basically what we call um, zero click searches, which they got an answer and just left. So that may have been, you know, how tall uh, or, or like say who, who won the baseball game last night? That's a very common one you see, right? You say, you know, who won the Reds game last night because we're in Cincinnati, we're big Reds fans. And it would show me, here's the score right at the top. And I just leave the browser, right? Because I've got my answer. That's a zero click. So we're seeing that kind of, you know, grow a little bit, but not much. But what we're seeing really is the big drop on mobile search of organic search going from 41 to 26 there. But at the same time, um, 11% of people are now clicking on ads up from 3% before, right? So we have 11% of people more clicking on ads and a lot less clicking on mobile. So you can see maybe a trend line here. I mean, they haven't crossed yet, but uh, it's kind of heading that way. Now, that's mobile, desktop is not so bleak, desktop search is is kind of stayed pretty static. Um, I think the only thing to know, the reason I started with mobile, is that mobile is the majority of searches out there. And yes, you're a law firm, so you're like, well, most people are on desktop for me because it seems like a complex subject. Well, most of our law firms, I'd say actually the majority of our law firms are over 50%, and on average across all the law firm websites that we manage, it's over 50% of searches are coming to a mo- from a mobile device. <clears throat> so look at this desktop data, but know that the mobile data is the majority of your traffic. So we have to be aware of this. Um, so here you know, on, on desktop, you've got organic clicks moving down from 74 uh, to 58, and ad clicks move up from four to almost seven. So not, not a massive uh, change. So here's the other reason, you know, we talk about a lot of this change. Uh, When we talk about mobile, if you look at these, you know, three screenshots here, what you'll see is this is actually me taking my phone and taking screenshots every time I'm swiping up on the phone. So it took me three swipes to get to an organic listing. Okay, so I got, there's a bunch of ads, go up, there's some more ads, oh, there's some maps, go up, there's actually some Knowledge Graph listings, and then, oh, there at the bottom is the first Actual organic result, like an actual website I can visit that's not within the Google property or an ad. So, uh, but this is for you know maybe you're looking for a hotel somewhere. But what does it actually apply to lawyers? Well, actually, it's a little more bleak, right? So with this one, I've got a um, what I'd use, immigration lawyer near me, right? So I've got you know common search, right? People will typically look for a lawyer and say near me or nearby or in my city. Um, And here we've got uh, multiple screens, right? So the first three screens here, we've got ads, maps, directories, like Yelp, right? Um, I go, keep going. So there's another swipe, so I'm on four swipes, five swipes before I'm starting to get to websites now. So your website, if you're doing all the search engine optimization work on mobile, is like that far down the page. So this is why we're seeing, I think, a decrease on organic searches and an increase in ads. So I think it's fair that many people you know, go out and claim, well, search engine optimization is dead. So we see all the time as these clickbaity articles about is search engine optimization dead? Every year, beginning of the year, without fail, we'll see these. Um, and there's a lot of data now starting to support that, right? But let's look at some of the data in a little more detail.
0: Well, that was a little taste of Mark Homer from GNGF. And if you want to catch the rest of that session, just register for the event, lawfirmgrowthsummit.com, lawfirmgrowthsummit.com. It is absolutely free to attend, and you can make sure to attend Mark's session, uh, which is awesome. So next, I'm going to play for you a piece of Uh, the session with Andy Stickle. Andy Stickle is uh, uh, another marketer and uh, his company is Social Firestarter. And uh, so his session, he's actually uh, bridging the gap between marketing and sales, kind of like Jan was doing earlier in the episode. And he... It very specifically is, uh, it, it provides a script that you can use in the sales process that is uh, proven to drive results. I'm gonna play a piece of it, I'm gonna play the part leading up to. Um, his uh, giving the script, where he uh, gives some pointers on some general rules that you might want to uh, use in the sales process. He does a really good job of, of laying down the groundwork for you. Uh, and once again, if you want to catch his f- entire session, uh, just sign up for the summit, lawfirmgrowthsummit.com. And it's absolutely free. You can attend um, Andy's session as well. So here's that sampling for you. All right, now let's get right into this. Now, a lot of
4: lawyers don't realize this, but if you are the owner of a law firm, you are a salesperson. And I know you don't want to hear that. It's not a popular opinion, but it's true. Because if you don't make sales, if your law firm does not get sales or get clients to retain you, we don't call it sales, we call it, call it retainers. But if you don't get clients to hire your law firm, you will not Grow you your and 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 any business that is not growing is dying. There's no staying the same. So you have got to be comfortable with doing sales. Now sales does not necessarily mean that you have to be. Uh, you don't have to, you, you don't have to be pushy. You don't have to be sleazy. You don't have to do any of that. Most people hate sales. I personally hate sales. I never wanted to do sales ever. When I started this business, the only thing I ever wanted to do was the marketing and never talk to any customers, never talk to any clients, never talk to anything like that because I don't like talking about sales. Uh, I feel awkward when I do it, but what I'm gonna teach you today is going to make it very very easy and it's gonna make it actually pretty enjoyable because you don't have to feel salesy. in fact uh, you you won't feel salesy because with this strategy, uh, I like I like the saying he who talks the most makes the least and that is completely applicable and uh, relevant with this strategy. Um so you know, obviously I own a business and whenever our salespeople, uh, whenever their sales start dropping down, I typically can can log on. I can listen to their calls. And I know I already know what the problem is, but I, I just I just listen to the calls to verify it. It's always because they're talking too much. So What's funny is that a lot of times in sales, you think you need to like you know convince people this and you know wow them and and use all these fancy tactics. And really, shutting up is my favorite tactic when it comes to sales. Um, you know, the reality is is that if you let people talk, it will work. So uh, this is my favorite my favorite quote for all my salespeople. I probably say it on a daily basis. He who talks the most makes the least. So that's, that's, that's something that's just really cool. And with this strategy, the more you talk, the less you make. And what you're actually going to try to do is you're going to get people to tell you their problems because people only tell their problems to people that they trust and people will not hire you if they do not trust you. Now, the other thing is that everyone's favorite subject is themselves. So If you can keep asking them questions and keep talking, keep them talking about themselves uh, and keep telling you more and more and more and more of their problems, then they're going to hire you. It's just as simple as that. Now, the entire goal of this script and we're going to dive into the script and I'm going to take you through the entire script line by line in a minute. But the entire goal is to ask a series of questions that allow you to develop a closing statement. Now. What is a closing statement? A closing statement is a statement that is completely custom to the person that you're talking to. So it sounds like your law firm and them just fit perfectly. It should be a perfect perfect fit. So the way that you do that is there's certain things that you have to learn about the client before you can develop a custom closing statement for them. So you have to ask them a series of questions and and based on their answers, you're going to develop your closing statement. Now the closing statement looks just like this and it should be completely custom. So after you find all the answers, you're going to say, well, my area of expertise is helping customer identity to get the thing they want through your service. Um, and you know, and, 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 and you can, you can customize this a little bit so that it works for your law firm and for your practice area. But the gist is this, you need to figure out what it is that they want and you need to identify kind of who they are, not just, you know, a man or a woman or a father, but what we're going to do is I'm going to walk you through the exact script and show you step-by-step step all the questions that you ask. Cause there's several parts to the script.
0: Well, there you have it. Another uh, cliffhanger. If you want to actually get the script from uh, Andy, then you're going to have to sign up for the summit and join us. LawfirmGrowthSummit.com. Absolutely free. It is running from December 16th to December 20th. You absolutely are encouraged to join us and attend. And uh, that's basically it. So I'm going to wrap it up here. I'm k- keeping it nice, short, and sweet. And uh, let me know if you if you like this. Uh, hit me up on, on Facebook or LinkedIn. Send me an email, uh, mmcell at dreambuilderfinancial.com. Those links are going to be in the show notes as well as in your podcast directory. So you can easily access them there. Uh, let me know if you like this. Uh, I think I'm going to uh, prepare a couple more episodes like this to give you some more, uh, some more of our awesome session speakers and some of the value that they're providing. Uh, we have over 30 speakers for this summit. It's really exciting and uh, I'm super, super excited. We, I mean, here at Profit With Law and Dream Builder Financial, which is the name of my company, uh, we've been working really hard and heavy for the last three months to put this together. Uh, so it's it's a very exciting time for us and I'm super stoked and uh, really happy to to bring this to you and and i hope that you'll take advantage of the opportunity uh, and attend Uh, this is uh, a great way to close out 2019 and bring in 2020 uh, by focusing on the business of your law firm and uh, how you can make changes moving forward to uh, really have exponential growth get your get your time money and freedom back have you been enjoying the show We sure hope so. To make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button in your podcast player app. Next week, we will be back with more valuable resources and ideas on how to break the mold and take your law firm to the next level.